Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five-minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Hello, friends. Welcome back to campus here at Trade Show University. So excited to have you here today with me. As as always, I always I honor your time. I know that you could be spending time doing anything, and you're here listening to me and and getting better about trade shows and the events that you spend so much time, money, and resources to get better at. This is going to be a blast for me. I hope I know it will be for you as well. As we have a guest today talking about stories and about event experiences, and just listen to this bio as I read his bio, you are just going to be instantly excited about. I have on today Alan Bruin. Alan is currently the director of Creative Services for Production Resource Group's Corporate Events Division, an IAPA Brass Ring and Thea Award winner. He has over twenty years' experience creating shows and events for Disney Parks, Live Entertainment, and Disney Event Group throughout North America, Europe, and Asia. Alan has also served as artistic and producing director for five theater and opera companies. Alan, it is a pleasure to have you here. Welcome to Trade Show University. It is my pleasure to be with you, Jim. Oh my goodness. This is, I have a, my, my whole family were huge Disney fanatics, theater fanatics, and so just really excited to dive into, into your experience and what you've seen over the years and, and what you're, I guess more importantly, what are we seeing now? So how do we see, how do you see what has happened and how the event ex and exhibit experience really is evolving? Well, you know, we constantly over the last year or so use this phrase over and over again, post-pandemic, post-pandemic, <laughs> post-pandemic. Yes. Oh, we're coming out of the pandemic and who are we now? But I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think that a lot of organizations, associations, corporations are taking a look at how they do events, how they do trade shows and saying, are are we just going through the motions or are we just checking the boxes or is there a better or more specifically a, a more effective way of doing this? We've learned a lot because of the tools that we've been forced to use over the mm -hmm. past couple of years. Yeah. And we've learned a lot by doing hybrid events, by having to step away from human to human touch and 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 contact and i think you know those tools have been forced into our hands and and we've had to learn how to use them as we go it's not like we were able to like slowly but surely figure out this process so now we have the opportunity to say okay we have this new skill set and tool set at our disposal how do we then take that 
and utilize that within the context of the event process and the, and the, the show process that we're familiar with. And then how do we reimagine the whole thing? My feeling is that event structure, corporate event structure, you know, uh, has has not changed in quite some time. You know, it the model that I always think of is school, you know, because you've got a general session, which is basically a lecture hall. Mm -hmm. You've got breakouts, which are basically classrooms. And you have the the exhibit hall, which is basically your science fair. <laughs> um, yeah. And so we, we've, we've based all of this on a very top-down approach that says, we, the people throwing the event, have the information. You, the people attending the event, are here to receive the information. So it, it, it's a one-way trip, you know, and that's the way it's been for a long time. I think what we're seeing as we get into a more digital age, as we get into new generations of people getting involved, more of a sense of interaction rather than one-way action. The One of the projects that I worked on very recently was with Merits Corporation, basically imagining what an event would look like in five years hmm. and trying to experiment with that. And one of the things that we talked about the most was the idea that initially events have been for the attendee. Now we're starting to get into a world where the events happen with the attendees, with their buy-in, with their participation, with their input. And ultimately we thought, well, are we going to end up with events that actually are put on by the attendees so that it's a, it's, a, it's a fully interactive world in which we're all able to share information in both directions, learn together, and come up with unexpected solutions rather than predetermined ones. You're giving me an entirely new perspective on what events could be. When you start going talking about going from a one-way trip to a you know, an interaction going both ways, going things from for attendees to with attendees, which is, I think we're, we're really getting immersed into that now, but by attendees, that is a whole new perspective and a whole new way to, to think about it. And I know that I've been at shows before where I went there with with high expectations of I'm going to from a from a business standpoint I'm going to get this I'm going to make this connection I'm going to do this and I leave going that was that was just a waste of my time that was not it was not set up correctly or it didn't it was like I I, I don't know if my expectations were too high but when you start talking about getting the attendees involved where they become part of planning that is that is a whole new mindset and and really is takes the show planners to task oh yeah well I, you can't you just can't go you can't go about it in a box checking manner you have to go about it and say well what are we actually trying to accomplish here because you're right i think a lot of people go to events and it's like oh this is great i get to come to an interesting place I get to get some information, which I may or may not retain. 
and I get to connect with some buddies I haven't seen in a while. And that's kind of it. You know, and if you come down to Orlando, then you can go to Disney World too. <laughs> what I hear more and more as we're looking at, at projects coming in and proposals coming into PRG, networking is becoming more and more important, I think, in events. I hear it over and over again. We need to have space and time for networking. And I think it's it's challenging for a lot of event planners who just want to shove as much, you know, information in as possible and not realize that people, A, need the opportunity to digest that information. And one of the best ways of digesting the information is to have conversations about it. Mm -hmm. So having not just time, but space to truly create networking opportunities, not just with your buddies, but with people you don't know yes in order to to get that that surprise maybe disruptive element in your thinking that really takes you to the next level because everybody wants their event to fire people up and give people a strong call to action what is it what is it you want to walk away from the event carrying with you back into your world you know, like a new seed that you're going to go plant somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's, that takes doing that takes, that takes thought up front. And it also takes risk because it's not about, you know, just giving people a pat general session, even a wonderful, you know, rah-rah motivational keynote speaker. Mm-hmm. We know what all of those boxes are, but what happens in between the boxes the networking piece mm-hmm. is where I think events and certainly trade shows are going to become more and more powerful and make more and more meaningful and valuable for the attendees. I agree with you a thousand percent. I, as you were talking, I, an image of, of a buffet came up in, in my mind. And I think about as an attendee, I'm going to, an, I'm going to a trade show almost like I'm going to a buffet. And sometimes all the food at the buffet does is not appealing. It's not what I want. And then I, and I leave and almost like we want to take it from as a show planner, we're not just putting out in a, bu- a buffet. We are, we're interacting with our attendees ahead of time, finding out what foods do you like? And so we can get the right ingredients. And then by, by the way, we're going to have you come in and we're going to create this feast together. And then, and we're going to allow you to interact with the other chefs and the other attendees and, and make and creating new ways for people to interact with each other. Cause attendees need to interact with each other because they have common goals and common dreams and all that. And the exhibitors need to interact with each other and it's just it's I'm 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 getting excited so <laughs> about about possibilities but it's it's taking a new mindset it's taking a whole new way of looking at it and I love that you're you're putting in the the networking part of it is is really being highlighted. Well, I think you know anytime that you use a food as a metaphor, you have me. But I think it's an it's an excellent metaphor for this. It's 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 there's there's a couple of aspects to it. You know, the buffet model, I think, is a really, really good one. Here we've got all of this information for you, but it's all like steam table variety. And it's like, oh, well, that sort of tastes like Eggs Benedict, but <laughs> it's been sitting on the table for 30 minutes. You know, and sometimes ideas can be like that, too. So 
number one, you sort of have to elevate your game and say, no, we're not going to do a buffet. We're going to do a tasting menu. Yeah. And we're going to give you little amuse-bouches that are just going to like blow your mind because we're going to put this with that in a way that you never thought we would. And then to add the next layer, which is you're going to make it, you're going to decide what goes with what, and you're going to try stuff out. And as you try stuff out, you're going to talk about it. And as you talk about it, you're going to come up with your own ideas. You're going to come up with things that you are dying to share with other people. And all of a sudden, it has life. It has energy. It has meaning and value. It's not just, you know, the answers in the back of the book. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yes, the answer is in the back of the book. If we think about we think about the, the you know shifting and and talking to right now talking to a show planner event planners, how do you maximize the impact of this kind of thinking? And oh. yeah, so what what would you say to to your show planners? First and foremost, and this is I I talk about this all the time with the team here at at PRG. God, we have to get to know our clients. We have to get to know them. We have to get to know who they are. We have to get to know what their environment is like. We have to, you know, are they having a good year? Are they having a bad year? You know, what are their demographics? What is driving them? You know, are they challenged by something or are they just, you know, riding a high? You know, who are you? Where are you? And then ultimately, what do you want to get out of this? Or what do you think you want to get out of it? And our job really isn't just to listen and write down notes and go, oh, they said they wanted meat and potatoes, so we better give them meat and potatoes. Mm -hmm. No, we need to say, okay, they're asking for meat and potatoes. So what they want is security and comfort. Mm -hmm. How can we give them security and comfort without necessarily giving them meat and potatoes? Because then we're, we're, we're spinning it up a little bit and not just providing them what they've asked for, but really listening deeply to what they're saying and interpreting it. That's our job, you know. And, you know, when I think of, of, of our team, you know, at PRG Solution Studio, that's really our job is to interpret. And we interpret from a creative standpoint. We interpret from a technical standpoint and ultimately from a production standpoint and put all of that together in a way that meets a deep need that's not just about checking the boxes on the equipment list yes absolutely so getting to know your clients and this is this is great advice for every business to take it at whatever level they need to take this at but get to know your clients listen deeply to them and what their needs are what their goals are and then Interpret it, interpret it, read between the lines a little bit and, and get creative with how can we elevate this? It just sounds like what you are doing. It's just amazing. I mean, that's, that's the goal. Yeah. Is to, is to, cause sometimes, and we, we know this, we, we, you know, sometimes our clients aren't the best at being able to truly be able to articulate what their, what their deep need is, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I use meat and potatoes. Again, we're talking food sure. uh, as an example of, you know, that, that, that's a clue. That's not an end. That's a clue. And if I can take that clue and I, then I, I can interpret it and say, then 
what I want to give you is this, then you're receiving it in a way you don't expect, which allows you to open yourself to it more. Creating those wow moments, those those things that, you know, over a, you know, multi-day show, they're going to remember a couple things that just make such an impact. And those are things that they don't experience every day. Right. That's, I'll uh, give you another example. Yeah, please. And one, you know, think about circus. Then think about Cirque du Soleil. Oh, okay. <laughs> there is a group that took what we know of circus. And what is what was circus at that time? Act, 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 act. Mm -hmm. So you're buying a series of goods. Cirque du Soleil said no. We're going to create a narrative. It may be a narrative that you can't decipher because it's kind of a dream, mm -hmm. but there's definitely a connection, a through line that they work through the entire show. And they reinvent every single piece of it and they use every visual, musical, physical element at their disposal to do something that you've seen before in a way you've never seen it before. That's interpretation, taking circus and reinventing it as Cirque. Okay, everyone, rewind that, listen to that one more time, and then think about your business. Think about your industry, your upcoming event, and how can you recreate, especially if you're a, if you're a show planner. I mean, I've, my background's in B2B, so I've done these huge industry shows for you know decades now. And some of them are the same over and over and over. And it's like a family reunion. You get together with the same people, and, and, but you experience the same thing. And like you said at the beginning, the event structure hasn't really changed all that much over the years. It's, it's pretty much the same. But now, what can we do? What can we do differently? <laughs> really rethinking it. And, and think about that circus to Cirque du Soleil. That's just absolutely brilliant analogy there. And how can we how can we, we create that moments, those moments that not only are going to create wow moments for our attendees and our exhibitors and our sponsors, but elevate the interaction and elevate the results and the, the new connections that people have made and the new opportunities that have come out of it. Just, just so, so good. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about, you know, when you think about, let me, let me ask the, the same question again about maximizing impact, but now if, talk to an exhibitor and how do they do that? Is it the same, going through the same process or is it something a little bit different? Well, you know, I, the, the, the exhibit hall is a, is a fascinating, fascinating place. And it's already gone through some changes. I mean, we're seeing changes happening on the exhibit hall with more, it feels like more lecture demonstrations, more interaction. I've, you know, places where there are definitely like, you know, hub lounges for people to get together and network. It's not just, it's not just a carny where it's booth after booth after booth after booth with everybody shilling their stuff. <laughs> I mean, there's still plenty of that. Yeah. But the question in my mind then is how, and this is a hard one, how do you create on the exhibit floor a combined aesthetic or a combined intention or objective? 
you know, can we take a look at an exhibit, an, an exhibit hall that's connected to an event that's connected then to a themed event that has specific messages that they're trying to get that that are trying to be, you know, at the forefront? How can exhibitors use that to to modify and interpret their response to it, as opposed to merely being the sort of in the front of my product? How is my product a part of the whole story? How is my product the hero of the story or the sidekick that saves the day at the end? You know, how, how can I tie what I do to the bigger picture? And one of the things that as I was thinking about this in advance of talking to you, right now it feels to me and is that a lot of what happens in in the in the exhibit world is a competition for attention. Everybody is trying to get you to stop and talk to them. And so it's it's about competing, competing, competing. Is there a way? And I don't have the answer to this, but I just I'm just raised the question. Is there a way to also create a complementary experience that is about how all of these pieces fit together, how everybody fits into the, the mission of the whole. Because ultimately, everybody's there with a mission to make their business or their world better. It's kind of why we do all of this, is in the hopes that we will make the world a better place through what we bring in our business, through what we bring through our relationships. So how can that be a combined objective within the context of the exhibit floor? And I think this is a question too for those people who are, you know, who, who, who produce exhibits mm-hmm. and, produce, and produce trade shows. How can an overall theme be all embracing as opposed to all competing. Not, of course, that, you know, my my widget is better than your widget. <laughs> but at the same time, both of our widgets are trying to do something great. Absolutely. So, so it's, I think, you know, I think the, the trade show structure, the exhibit hall structure has undergone some transformation I think there's a lot of a lot of opportunity, a lot of wonderful opportunity to find what is the new norm from that standpoint. And I don't think it's let's all go home and get on the web. You know, because it is, you know, it's about that wonderful essence, which is time that we are giving our time to one another and sharing something that we believe is valuable. This is just wonderful. I love that idea of of turning it from a competition, which is truly what it is. It, I'm competing for your attention. Even though I might not com- be competing directly in the business space with the, the, the booth next to me, we might both sell to you for, for various reasons. But I'm competing for your your eyeballs and your attention and your time coming down. So there's a challenge right there to all the show planners and organizers. And if you're a corporate event organizer, how do you transform it so that 
you, it is more collaborative. It is creating new opportunities by bringing companies together that might not normally be together. And, and you, you're taking down the little pipe and drape in between. <laughs> you're creating this, this open, open area. Think Cirque du Soleil. You know, it is, if anyone has been to a Cirque du Soleil show, they solely show, you know, it's completely immersive and it's something like you've never experienced in your life and you can't even describe it to people. It's, it's one of those things you just have to be there. But what can we do? Yeah. Oh, I love what you said, though, about what if we what if we just took down all the pipe and drape? Yeah. What if the distinctions, those those boxes that get taped on the floor you know, that we then, you know, put our stuff inside and we don't, you know, and that's our world. What if we took all that away? What would that look like? What if, what if it was more like a Renaissance fair, you know, where you're just, you're walking through having all of these extraordinary experiences. And we talk a lot, you know, and, you know, people talk endlessly these days about you know the experience economy and that we're moving from you know event to experience and i think that's all true and i think one of the great things about experiences is you you have to think of everything you know you have to think about how it smells you have to think about you know what the sounds are you have to think about you know what are the way what are the all of the ways that we can impact an individual or a group and give them an emotional reaction because ultimately what sells emotion yes you get people to feel and they remember they and they remember and that's what we want. When we're going to a, a show with 500 or 1,000 or even 50 exhibitors, as an attendee, what do I remember? I remember the unique people or experiences that I, that, or maybe we remember the unique food or, or that I got, got a, the most amazing latte made for me right at someone's booth. And then you ask, well, what was the booth? Well, I can't remember with a booth, but I got the latte. You know, so it's, it's a challenge all the way around from the show planners all the way down to the exhibitors to create that experience and that environment for the attendees so that it will be memorable. And it's something that they go back and they, they tell colleagues, they tell friends about, and they want to come back again. Wow. This is just, <laughs> this has been, I could talk to you all day long about this kind of stuff. This is just amazing. I, I want to touch on one more thing and yeah. that is story. You, you mentioned story a few times. Why is so story so important in, in the success of our events? I think that giving people a flow, giving them a hero, giving them something to follow, something or and and particularly, you know, as we talk about more experiential stuff, casting them in a role. You are here to do this. You are here to achieve this. It's why things like escape rooms have come into such great play and are actually a wonderful thing to have as a part of an event yeah. because they cast you in a role. They say, you are here for a specific purpose. And, and our goal is to, is to get you from point A to point B, not just to fill you full of stuff, but to set you on a journey. A journey is where we learn. A journey is where we experience. A journey is where we feel. And a journey takes us into a deeper relationship with a company, with a product, 
with, with, with a clientele and with ourselves. So that's why I think story is, is tremendously important. It's like, you know, you can, a brand logo is like a photograph and there it is. I know what the brand is. It's in front of me. You can, if, if you, if you end with that at an event, then you've got three days of nothing after you've seen the brand. But if you say, okay, here's our brand, here's a challenge to our brand, here's how our brand overcame that challenge, here's how we're going to celebrate the fact that our brand overcame that challenge, and now there's another challenge in front of it. Now we're engaged. Yeah. Now there's something that we say, oh, I need to help this brand. I need to help, I need to help, I need to help, help us all win. I need to be a part of this. And we have an emotional connection. We have a we have a go, we have a goal, and we have a path. And that's much more impactful, I think, in the long run, than getting a piece of information. Because you're saying this is how to use it. This is where to go with it. This is where this is how it fits. When we see our lives as journeys, mm-hmm. and so to give us. And that's, and that's why we, we love stories and have listened to stories since the world began, because stories remind us of our own journey. And so they have meaning to us from beginning to end. And they give us, they give us goals and they give us purpose. And that's a heck of a lot to get out of an event is to come out with a purpose. Wow. (laughs) Yes. If I came out with a purpose, that would be the best event I've ever been to. And Alan, you have just taken us all on a journey. And this has been probably one of the most fun and uh, memorable conversations I've ever had. This has just been just amazing. And I thank you for for that and for taking us all on this journey of... and, and. People, share this episode with someone who needs to hear it, who needs to get their creative wheels spinning and think, thinking differently. Alan, as, as we wrap up here, what would be, if, if take all this stuff that we talked about, what would be like one or two key things you definitely want people to take away? Well, I, I'll go back to one of the things we said right at the beginning, and that is, you know, get to know your client, get to know your partners, get to know. And if it's you, then have a deep conversation about what you truly want and what it is you want to achieve, you know, and I would be, I would be amiss if I didn't then say, and then come and talk to us at PRG Solutions Studio, (laughs) and we will help you interpret your goals in a way that your attendees will will get and keep. It's it's about I hate to say it because it's such a cliche, but it's the experience. It's about creating experience. Experiences create transformations. Transformations create change. And ultimately what we want is change. Well, I know that you at PRG, you guys do amazing, amazing work. So if, if someone's sitting here go, I need to, to reach out to, to Alan, what's the best way for them to connect with you? I am at alan.brune at prg.com. Like I said, I'm part, I'm the director of, of creative services for our division, which is called Solution Studio, which is there really to provide service to any and all types of events to 
to help you achieve your objective in a customized and personalized way. Awesome. And I will drop Alan's email into the show notes. So click on that show notes button and you'll, you'll be able to cl click on it from there. And wow, Alan, I can't thank you enough. This has just been an amazing time that has flown by and I've been uh, smiling from ear to ear since we started talking. <laughs> so thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, uh, it's been a great pleasure, Jim. And everyone continued to, to, come back, re-listen to these, go dive into more episodes on some of the other amazing interviews that we've done and share this with others. And don't forget to subscribe so you keep coming back here. Don't miss an episode right here on campus at Trade Show University. Have you ever been in a show and at the end you're like, wow, that was not a good show for us. It seems like just the wrong show. That's a huge mistake that a lot of companies make is picking the wrong show. I am here to help. I have recorded a free video training for you and your business on how to pick the right show. Or if you've already picked your trade show, how do you know if you picked the right one? This video training will be a game changer as I walk through the seven questions you need to answer and how to answer them to make sure that you are 100% spot on picking the right show. And how do you get this free training? All you have to do is go over to the website that's tradeshowtheletteru.biz, and right on the homepage, sign up for our email newsletter, and you will immediately get access to this free training that will ensure that you have picked the right trade show for you. So get over to tradeshowu.biz and get access to that free video training, How to Pick the Right Trade Show. Get over there now.